absolute power corrupts absolutely. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the December, what's today, the 13th. Hopefully, it's not unlucky 13th for you people that are playing fantasy football. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and this is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. 347-637-3220. And like I always say, it's the place to be if you want to talk to The Master. And that's me. It's week 14 in reality, in real football, and in uh, fantasy football uh, for most of you. The fantasy playoffs first round has started. It, will, it started this week. And uh, I know you're searching for that ideal lineup to maximize the uh, point value for each of your players to maximize your total points for the week so you can move on to round two. Hopefully I can help you. We're going to go break down every um, matchup, meaning every game, and then the players that I think are relevant, whether they're good or bad in fantasy. Um, weather should not play too much of a role today. It seems like across the country it's um, uncan- not uncanny but uh, unusual warm weather. Uh, looks like uh, it may be a, a little – Damp and drizzly in Green Bay and uh, raining possibly in, in Kansas City. But otherwise than that, it's great football weather. Great, actually great weather to be in the stands to watch football. You're not freezing your, your butt off. For the most part, all these venues that you're going to go to today, um, you're not going to have to really bundle up. You can uh, uh, wear some comfortable um, fall clothing, I should say and be able to watch a competitive football game, whether your team is in the playoffs uh, or has clinched a spot in the playoffs, is a playoff contender, or they're just playing out the string. It won't make a difference. Uh, uh, There's a lot of good football to be played. Uh, Quite naturally, if you're indoors, you don't have to worry about the weather. You can T-shirt, whatever, and just chill out. But that's neither here nor there. Like I said, we're going to talk about for the next hour and a half, uh, the matchups between the two teams, I, like I, I always say on Sunday, if you wanted to hear my opinion on who I think is going to win or lose the games, you come to the wrong day. That day is on Saturday when the FSP show is uh, um, is airing with me as the co-host and, and Vic Gardner as the uh, host of that show. We pick winners and losers in each of the um, um, matchups between the two teams, whatever team it is. This week, I mean, not this week, today, all fantasy. That's all it is. It's all fantasy, um, and, and that's that's the way we roll here. Um, I, I, I I like the fantasy football quite a bit. Um, I am in, in a few fantasy playoffs. 
Um, I'm going to be relinquished one of my uh, championship trophies at the end of this uh, uh, fantasy playoff. Um, I wasn't able to get into a the playoffs for one of the t- um, um, leagues that I won the championship over the last two years, back-to-back wins. So, unfortunately, I'm looking at it right now, and it's going to go bye-bye. Uh, I just don't know to who. But it's going to go bye-bye. I'm shining it up. It's getting shined up. I'm waiting for the person that it's going to go to to be determined. Put that on their uh, on the plate that's on the, pl- on the um, uh, award, the trophy, a trophy uh, on, uh, on the trophy, and hand it to them when it's uh, uh, appropriate. But I'm, ju- but I'm in, a, in a couple of uh, playoffs, a few playoffs, or to be in a few playoffs, there's a few leagues that um, are going to week, start at week 15, 16, and 17. If I get that lucky, it will be the championship. I don't normally like to go to 17, but, you know, I got, I got a couple of leagues that do it. Um, there's some uh, uh, financial gain to be had if, uh, if it, uh, I was fortunate enough to get to the final game and, and uh, win it. So I decided to take a shot uh, in those leagues. Anyway, enough about me. It's all about you today. All about you today. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Um, thirteen matchups. Fourteen matchups. I'm sorry. Fifteen matchups. Come on, Jerry, get it together. It was only one game played on Thursday. There's uh, uh, um, 14 games that are played on um, Sunday. The majority of them are during the day. There's only um, two at at 4 o'clock, one quite naturally at 8.30 tonight, and the other one on Monday Night Football. So there's 14 games being played today. And along with Monday Night Football, which include which conclude the 15th and the final matchup of the two teams, the Giants and Miami, uh, for your week one of your fantasy playoffs. So hopefully, where they play to pay, we can help you get closer to that payday for you in fantasy. Whether it's, like I said, the just bragging rights that I'm the champion, whether uh, you get the get the online trophy, whether you get a real trophy, like in a few of our, our leagues, or a championship belt, whatever the case may be, or uh, um, a trophy in money, uh, or money, whatever, we're going to try to get you there. So I'm BSing around here. I shouldn't be doing this this long. It's been eight minutes since I've been on the air. Let's get to it. And you know what? The first matchup, it's a very interesting matchup of a team that upset a uh, um, a perennial winner, especially at home. Unlikely winner last week. I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Go up against uh, Tom Brady in Foxborough and Bill Belichick in Foxborough uh, with, a, with a depleted offensive team that Tom Brady has, very depleted, especially the main weapons. And the Philadelphia Eagles – even though their offense didn't perform that well, their special teams and defense did, and come out with an unlikely win and keep them in contention for the playoffs. 
going to be a heck of a game in Philly because Shady McCoy is coming back, and he's been talking a lot, people, talking a lot. Well, the simple fact is the way it was treated and the, quite, the reporters, media, mass media, sports media, whatever you want to call it, is hyping it up. And and, and I think um, Sean McCoy hasn't backed down from the, the hype. Uh, and uh, saying to his teammates, I want this one really bad, fellas, now. Put up a shut up. The um, Buffalo Bills are trying to be playoff relevant. They're um, six and six, three and three on the road, trying to stay relevant for that wild card. They're right out of the wild card race right now, but uh, they're in contention. Uh, all all he has to do is, is the, the the teams that are. Um, are there at six and five or seven and five, whatever the case may be, seven and five, um, slip up. And uh, these teams really want to win badly. The Eagles of five and five and seven are in a tie for the NFC East. Yeah, I said that in the tie for the NFC East. And I guess they come off a highly unlikely and highly, uh, a very satisfying win against the Patriots, and but they're only two and three at home. Only two and three at home. So what do I like here? Well, Tyrod Taylor. I have no problem substituting either Philip Rivers, who's dealing with a flu, so he may not even play that well or play at all, or Matt Ryan, who has been absolutely putrid. Yeah, I said that. He's been absolutely putrid. Taking one of those two guys, that's all just off the top of my head, out of the starting quarterback for your team and putting in Tyrod Taylor, who's going up against a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 31st in preventing fantasy points against the uh, quarterback position. 21 against the running back, 32nd against the wide receiver. You know what Philly uh, um, defends the best? the tight end. So, with that being said, LaShawn McCoy should run for 100, over 120 yards. There is no doubt in my mind he's been he's been balling out for the last uh, few weeks. And Carlos Williams is not going to take away anything from him because he's not going to be playing. Um, and, and, and Jordan Matthews uh, has a back injury and he's questionable with the play. No, no telling if he's going to play and how effective he is if he plays with a back injury. Um, and you got to check your uh, injury reports for those Jordan Matt Matthews who, who uh, um, owners who think of putting him in there. Um, but before we get to Philly, I'm, let me finish it up. What I think about the uh, the Buffalo Bills players. You got to play LeSean McCoy. He, this is a revenge game. He, he probably had this circled on his calendar the first week of the regular season, but before that, knowing that they were going back to Philly, knowing like the place that he really liked, he loved Philly. He loved Pennsylvania. Went to high school in Pennsylvania, played for the University of Pittsburgh, um, played for Philadelphia Eagles, had success at all three levels. And then he gets traded, and quite naturally, 
Chip Kelly said he they 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 handled it the wrong way, and, and Michelle McCoy says I'm not even shaking his hand. I don't even talk to him. Um, 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 uh, he's saying he's pissed, but that sounds like he's pissed, and he's showing showing um some um animosity to kiss um, Chip Kelly, and Chip Kelly says he should because the way it was handled wasn't the right way. So Michelle McCoy is going to be a driven, not that he's driven, not driven any other week, but it, you know how guys are when they when they either get traded or or sign someplace else as a free agent. They they want to go back to the team uh that they left and get the best of them. So I can guarantee you, you know, Sean McCoy is going to be a driven person. You got to put him in it without a hesitation. He he's going to give you some real good points today, barring injury. Sammy Watkins uh, Tyrod Taylor, these, these guys, both of them had issues um, during the season health-wise um, in and out of the lineup, but both of them are healthy, and they've been balling out. So I have no remorse um, <clears throat> going up against a, a team like the Philadelphia Eagles that, like I said, a 31st against the quarterback, 32nd against the wide receiver and preventing fantasy points. So um, – it's obvious that the quarterback has success and the wide receiver, that combo has success. And you, 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 uh, Sammy Watkins and LaShawn McCoy fans, uh, owners, put him in with confidence. And even I'm putting this in there. This guy, I think, joins that club in the end zone also. Robert Woods, if you're searching for a wide receiver, have no idea, guys are hurt. Guys are nicked up. You don't have any confidence in in, in, in these guys. Um, and you got – I know it's the first week of the playoffs. Everybody wants to be a little conservative, make have short things. But there's always that one spot like you're unsure of what, what should I do with it? Why not put Robert Woods in? You're going up against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. There's always a good chance that uh, that off wide receiver, that second wide receiver, that – that afterthought wide receiver gets a shot, especially in the end zone. And I like Robert Woods to do, to be one of those guys this week. Um, and I think because they're going to be able to move the football in Philly, that uh, Dan Carpenter is a good kicker for this week. I like him a lot. Let's go on the other side with Philly. Now they didn't gen- gen- they didn't really generate that much offense last week. Um, it was a lot of special teams and defense that helped them win that game. But uh, um, if I was to play somebody, I know DeMarco Murray was talking and been talking and talking. But it's a $7 million man. I got to believe Jeffrey Lurie is going to say, Chip, Chip, you got to be using this guy. You paid all this money. You wanted this guy. You got rid of the all-time leading rusher or, or the leading rusher, uh, uh, LaShawn McCoy, and you decided to get – deal with uh, DeMarco Murray. Well, you got to use him. So I'm saying DeMarco Murray is going to get some play here. Now, Ryan Matthews is back. Darren Spoles was used uh, uh, extensively last week. Um, So I got to believe that uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. But if if there's one guy I would definitely play, because every time that uh, 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 DeMarco Murray has said, give me the damn ball, he's got the damn ball, and so I got to go with him. I think he gets into the end zone. I know that Buffalo is not the most uh, uh, 
Um, status against the run, the 22nd in preventing fantasy points. Yes, they are, believe it or not, against the running back position. They're middle, the middle, middle to low, low, middle to middle. Excuse me, they're middle of the pack in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, which are 19th, against the running back, which are 22nd, against the wide receiver, which are 19th. Just like um, Buffalo, they're better at defending the tight end position than they are um, any of the other skill positions. So I'm liking DeMarco Murray. And if there's a – if Jordan Matthews' owners are, are – um, if he starts, you got to play him. Because, like I said, Buffalo is not the most – Stout defense against the wide receiver, and they can be thrown on. And it's been proven in the past weeks that Buffalo weakness is against the pass. So, all right, let's move on to the next matchup um, that we have on the uh, agenda, and it's the battle of the backups. Blaine Gabbert and the 49ers are visiting the Cleveland Browns in um, Cleveland. Temperature is going to be overcast. It's going to be in the low 60s. Great football watching weather. Great weather to play football, really. Uh, No sun, overcast, so um, no excuses. You got to believe that... uh, uh, The San Francisco 49ers, who came off a nice win uh, in Chicago last week. I want to keep this up. All receivers in the Browns are questionable. Um, Even Gary Barnage, the the tight end who just signed an extension to his contract, was limited in practice all week because of his ankle. Um, So there's no lock of wide receivers exactly who's going to play. But let's go to to, to uh, the San Francisco 49ers first. Do I say play Blaine Gabbert? you got to be real desperate. I hate to say it like this. You have to be real desperate. No, I, I don't hate to say it like that. I'm saying it like that. you got to be real desperate to play Blaine Gabbert in the first round of your fantasy playoffs. You had to have catastrophic injuries um, that Blaine Gabbert would be your starting quarterback this week. Catastrophic. Now, it's not a catastrophic to put a a running back that I think is going to have a very good day against the um, 27th rated, uh, 27th ranked uh, defense preventing fantasy points against a uh, um, running back position in Sean, Sean Drone. Uh, I think he uh, uh, definitely get the visit into the end zone. He's used in the running running game and in the passing game, and, and he is the go-to guy. He is the guy. Carlos Hyde is now on the IR, done for the season. Sean Drone is the Sean Drone show and no one else is, plain and simple. So you, you got a guy that's getting all that opportunity, whether it's in the run or pass game, he's going to do his thing. 
And against this defense, he's an RB1, and he's going to be rocking it, rocking it. Under Blaine Gabbard, I wouldn't put him in as a starting quarterback in my um, fantasy team for the playoffs first round, but he's going to be able to, to get the ball to Anquan Bolden. And uh, Anquan Bolden's a good play. Sean Drone, I mean Sean Drone. Um, Blaine Gabbert's not a deep ball throw, even though he can throw the ball deep uh, and may take shots with Torrey Smith. But he's a uh, uh, definitely going to be looking for An- uh, Anquan Bolden. That's probably the most consistent wide receiver threat they have is in AB. So, and it's not Antonio Brown; it's Anquan Bolden. So those two guys are really the only two options, in my opinion, that you play coming out of San Francisco. On the other side, Johnny Manziel is going to be the um, quarterback for the um, Cleveland Browns. And San Francisco is 14th in preventing fantasy points against the uh, quarterback position. 31st against the running back and 22nd against the wide receiver and 9th against the tight end. So, if Gary Barnage is is healthy, he should have a double-digit day in fantasy points. Brian Hartline or Travis Benjamin are healthy. They should have um, double-digit points because Johnny Manziel will be able to get the basketball football to them uh, without a problem. Uh, I like Travis Benjamin more than I like Brian Hartline. Um, and, and he he balled out uh, last week, and I think he'll be able to do the same thing this week. Got a call online. I think it's my man from uh, my fellow Jersey guy. Let me bring him in here. Welcome to the uh, Master Plan. What's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, my, hey, my brother. How you doing? I got Jersey in the house. Here. Hey, Junior, got a question in this cop league. He's playing Santa Claus today. Uh, he's got day shift until 7 o'clock, so he's got a couple questions. Here's his dilemma. Yep. He's up 29-3 to 15-6 against the Sergeants that he beat last week. They both scored the most points in the league. Junior was about mm-hmm. maybe 50 points less. Here's the thing. He already played Johnson. He got 17 from him, and he got 12 from his kicker. His dilemma is he's got three questions. It is a PPR league. Do you take a chance on ball on a possible shootout, or do you take Russell Wilson – who maybe the defense puts 14 points up and they don't need Russell Wilson as much. That's the one dilemma there. So he needs one of those two as a quarterback. And then as, as a running back, his next running back, do you take a chance on Gurley with the new offensive coordinator or do you take a chance with McFadden, who's been struggling, who did get a touchdown, but is looking tired, and you have Ware uh, from Kansas City. And then his cool. third question is, uh, if it's still PPR, does he go? He's sitting uh, gates. Do you go with Barnage? Over Jenkins, Jenkins like the fourth option in New Orleans in in Tampa. Um, as we're born, it's maybe a one or two option. Uh, need some advice on that for doing it, if you don't mind, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me let me go let me go to the tight end first. Okay. Um, uh, I would have to go with the most consistent one, um, and still got to see uh, more what's going to happen with Austin Safarian Jenkins. Unfortunately, this okay. is the second game back. So you're not exactly sure. Uh, I know he's a big guy. He's a good red zone target, but you're not exactly sure um, if he's if he's uh, uh, completely back and, and Jameis Winston is going to go to him. 
I uh, I would think I would go with Barnage. Um, right. I, I think that, uh, like I said, the the uh, wide receiver position in Cleveland is uh, banged up. Um, right. I think that the question of who's going to play and how how much they're going to play, um, even with Barnage. Let me put it this way: Barnage doesn't play for some reason, or or, or I would go with quite naturally with Austin Severian Jenkins. But right. if uh, if Barnage is a go, I, I would go with uh, uh, Barnage. Uh, he's been he's been um, a consistent guy, and I can't see any any reason why he, he wouldn't be in this game against the Forty uh, um, um, ers Even though the Forty ers do play the um, uh, tight end position well, I think Barnage has been, uh, for all intents and purposes, matchup proof. Um, okay. Let me go to the uh, uh, quarterback position. You said Russell Wilson, and who was the other quarterback? Dalton. Dalton. Um, yeah. It's you know what? Unique, <laughs> what? What? I'd have to do this way because Russell Wilson is 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 absolutely on fire against the going going against one of the worst pass defenses in Baltimore. I'd have to go with uh, Russell Wilson without a doubt. I, there's no way I wouldn't go with Russell Wilson in this. Uh, um, Andy Dalton. Ha- I mean, it's a division game. Um, anything can happen. These two teams play each other. It's tough. Um, I can't see Andy Dalton really going off and doing a better job than Russell Wilson. So I, I would go with Russell Wilson because as hot as he's been, I, I imagine he, they're going to try to keep that going. Running yeah, back that's position. Why, that's why I was wondering because they got, the other team's got Clawson quarterback, and I'm wondering, hey, could the defense put up 14 points to start because of how bad maybe Clawson's going to be? And will Wilson even be a factor because of how bad Baltimore supposedly is versus could this be a shootout? Yes, in week eight. I mean, Dalton won 16-10, but Ben just got back after being out for four weeks with an injury, and he threw three interceptions. Pittsburgh's defense is subject to the pass. They're pretty good against the run, but they're not as good on the road as they are at home, the Steelers. So, like you said, it's tough to really overthink that position, and that's where Junior is at because he dropped Matt Ryan, and, you know, he picked up Wilson, figured, all right, if I don't use him this week, maybe next week on the matchups or what's what. So, like you said, try not to overthink things. He wins this, right. he goes to finals. And that's what we're just trying to find out. Are we overthinking it or, or not? You know you, I mean? you, to me, you're overthinking it. I, 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 when when Andy Dalton plays a division rival, I can't trust him. He, okay. whether he's home or, or home or away because um, you never know what you're going to get with Andy Dalton. Now, he, he played well last week. That, that's fine. That's all good and fine. But Russell Wilson yeah. has been yeah. Russell Wilson has been been balling out. And been hot, and um, I got to go with the hot hand against a team that is uh, really decimated, and, and the, their weakness is what, what Russell Wilson's strength has been right now. So I got to go with Russell Wilson on the okay. on the uh, uh, on the running back position. Um, yes, sir. You're going with uh, Darren McFadden, who hasn't scored a touchdown in uh, 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 my God. He well, he lucked out last week when he should have he should have did a Brian Russell and stopped at the goal line, but was too greedy yeah. and got the touchdown. And, and like you said, they, they weren't throwing a ball to him out of the backfield, what they have. And he had two he had two fumbles last week. The first two he had, 14. Now, Gurley's got a new offensive coordinator, but Gurley's only been getting nine carries. But he could break one. He almost broke one last week, uh, you know, where I saw that happen. And then, like I said, you got Ware, who was pouring rain in Kansas City, so it could be a running game. But who knows what between West and Ware – is going to be the, the Yeah, I don't I don't trust I don't trust that because because usually Andy Dalton likes to go with one guy. 
So right. it, it depend if it, it's uh, Kendrick West is, is the main guy, then he's going to get the majority of carries, and, and the other guy is going to be a change change of uh, change of pace. Right. Um, uh, I would have to think that the Green Bay Packers are going to key in on um, Darren McFadden because the quarterback, which is Russell Wilson, I mean not Russell Wilson, but Matt Castle, and I would right. think the, the same thing would be happening with Todd Gurley. Uh, right. Todd Gurley, in my opinion, is the better talent. He he's playing at home against a offensive coordinator that they said they're going to try to get the ball in more creative ways to Todd Gurley than than the crazy uh, amount of times they didn't give it, give him the ball last week. I right. got to go with that. I, I can't believe that um, the, the Detroit Lions, who uh, in my opinion are been playing very well, including the defense. Uh, right. But they're, they're they're on the road, so they, they they're a little bit more shaky on the road uh, than they are on the um, excuse me than they are um, on the at home. Uh, at home. So they're right. middle of the pack, defending uh, uh, the running back and preventing fantasy points. So uh, I know Todd Gurley can catch the ball out of the backfield, and so can Darren McFadden. I would rather go with a, a defense um, with a running back that's playing home. Um, with a chance that he's going to get, you still let me put it this way: you got three running backs, and it, it, they all have their issues. They all yeah. have their issues, one yeah, one way or the other. Sure. They yeah. all have their issues. So, in my opinion, I'm going with a running back. I know it's playing home, and I, right. and quite naturally, where is playing home? But I I think the the better talent is Todd, Todd Gurley, and that's who I go with. Okay, all right, I'll do it that way. Yeah, because he's been playing with him. He's been winning because, like I said, Hopkins and Beckham and Landry and Martinez mm-hmm. Bryant have been helping him. Dalton's been right. giving him about 26 to 30 points, you know what I mean? So he's right. been able to – I think gave him 20 last week, gave him 17.3 this week. So he's been able to sometimes, you know, cover that that thing with that second running back. So that's right, why right. we weren't trying to overthink that, and we weren't trying to overthink the quarterback thing because a lot of times he was playing Ryan and winning and stuff. In the last couple of weeks, he's been using Dalton, and Dalton's been putting up 26, 30 points, which is nice, you know what I mean, in that in that, in that situation. So, it's, again, this guy's got Fitzpatrick he's going against. The guy's got A.J. Green. He's got – um, Is this a 10-team league? Is this a 10-team league? Yeah, yeah that's, that's my 10-team league. The same team Junior went against last week, the guy on by about 13 points because Junior got 26 from Martinez Bryant at the end. But I think the right. other guy got 12 from – Garcon. So it came down right. to those playing, and Junior won 161-147. So right. that's why, you know, um, he, you know, he had Dalton in there, and he did have Gurley, and, and everything else the same in there. So it's just like, you know, what, what do we do? In fact, no, sorry, he had he had, he had um, Gates in there because the other guy had, what's his name? Um, uh, he took a crapper. Um, Philip Rivers, and then, but he got 11 from Rivers. He would have got it's 10.9 from Barnett, but this guy dropped Bradford. Now this guy's got Fitzpatrick in his lineup, so that's why and he's got uh, Parker in there, and he's sitting Garcon, and he still has uh, Stady McCoy. He already used Pearson, and he's still got Woodhead in there. So that's why, and he's got Olsen. Olsen gave the guy 26 last So Junior's just trying with the number one and two team scoring in the league, and they're facing off again in the semis. He just wants to not overthink, but try to do yeah. the right thing while you're right. Yeah. We appreciate it, you know what I mean? Uh, on not a problem. 
Anytime. Um, I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate, yep, I'll call him at lunchtime. Like I said, he's playing Santa today uh, in the township. You know, it's, he's working as a police officer, but he's dressing up as Santa. <laughs> so, like, so he's like, Yo, Dad, I'll call you. Well, call, God man. bless him. God bless him for doing that. And he's, a good, he's a good kid. Thank you guys for taking the time and taking our calls and stuff like this. We appreciate it. And best of luck to you guys, and enjoy your weekend, too. Take care. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate Thank it. You. Take care. Yep, take care. Bye-bye. All right, people, that was a good call. Um, Always still try to help the people out, trying to get that next win to to move on in the playoffs and eventually get that championship and wear that championship ring, get that championship trophy, or or gain that championship uh, moolah, that financial uh, reward. It's always good. All right, let's move on to the game that we were talking about, and that was the Browns. Uh, and, and the um, and the uh, um, the Browns and excuse me now the Browns and, and the Forty ers All right, uh, like like I was talk, talking to him about, uh, I like Gary Barnage in here. If he's healthy, he's he's expected to play because um, he's dealing with an, a a ankle issue. A lot of people thought that uh, the change of quarterback would hurt um, Gary Barnage. Well, he's one of the primary targets. And if um, some of these primary targets, uh, like the wide receivers, are banged up, uh, and the only uh, viable uh, guy, even though even though he's been a viable option in the passing game, even when these uh, t- um, wide receivers are healthy, I like Gary Barnage over to Austin Severian Jenkins. I mean, Severian Jenkins is the second game back. Um, I imagine that Jameis Winston is going to try to incorporate him more, but the safest bet, the guy I would go to between the two uh, would be Gary Barnage. Um, you have to. I know this isn't playoffs. I know that it, there's some risk involved, but there's always risk in putting any of these players in um, because you never know. Uh, look at Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, he only had what uh, four catches for fifty-something yards or something like that. Even didn't even get double digits in in PPR. So there's always risk in putting in these players, but you got to go. With your with your gut stink, instinct and um, what you see, uh, the uh, smell test, what 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 looks like it's going to work. Uh, Travis Benjamin, if he goes, you know Johnny Manziel loves throwing to, to Travis Benjamin. Um, I said last week, um, same guy who called last week, a week before, a couple weeks ago, he said he was dropping him, whatever. He shouldn't drop Travis Benjamin. Especially if Johnny Manziel's playing, because Travis Benjamin and Johnny Manziel is like uh, uh, two peas in a pod. They just go together. They just they just have a link. So uh, and Travis Benjamin has been balling out all year. You can't uh, not play him if he's if he's a go. All right, let's move on to the um, to the next uh, game on the docket. We got about uh, a little less than an hour to go. Uh, before we out of here, and then we um, worry about our playoff games and our uh, games uh, leading into the playoffs. Let's go into the and we talked about this game, this matchup already. Part of it, Lions versus the Rams. What do you do with Todd Gurley? Do you do with Todd Gurley? Detroit has been super hot. Very hot. They they had their uh, maybe their playoffs hopes dashed last week uh, with a hail mary. That's the only way. 
and like I had said last uh, yesterday, and, and I don't know the statistics, but I'm just going that one out of ten tries of a Hail Mary work out. And that one time, unfortunately, uh, beat the Detroit Lions last week uh, in Green Bay. It happens. What are you going to do? They're four and eight, one and four on the road. Um, Rams are four and eight, and they're on a five-game losing streak. They fired their offensive coordinator. Todd Gurley only got a, a little more than a handful of touches last week, which is unbelievable when you have a guy that is a beast. You got to feed him the ball. He's your best offensive weapon, and you just you only give him a. a a hand, a little more than a handful of touches last week. He hasn't scored in the last two weeks and only carried the ball nine times in each since the Rams have almost immediately fallen behind. Okay, all right. You still got to give him the ball. Okay, even if it's in the passing game, he's your best offensive weapon. That's one of the reasons why the offensive coordinator that was there got axed, and the new one, I think his mandate was. Get Gurley the ball. Get Gurley the ball, whether it's in the passing game, which he can catch the ball out of the backfield and, 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 and do some things in space, or running the football. Now, Detroit is mid-pack, mid 17th in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. Okay, They've gotten better um, in the last few weeks, but you're at home. Your offense is limited. You got to get him the ball. And I know they're going to try to stack the box, but you still got to get him the ball. Look what look what the, um, Minnesota did with uh, AP. Realized, look, our offense is limited. We can make some plays, but we're not a prolific offense. We can start throwing the football all over, all over the place. We our, our main the best player is the running back. We got to we got to put to put him to work, put him to work, put him to work. I keep on saying that. Put him to, because of, I got to emphasize that you play Todd Gurley. I know he only got you two or three points last week. I know that I suffered. I lost last week because of one of the reasons because of Todd Gurley. Not just the reason, but one of the reasons I lost. But you still got to play your studs. I understand. So there's some thinking out there. So you play, you run a hot hand. You get somebody in there that that is not a name player or a so-called stud that's not – if you don't have that on your roster, you roll with you roll with Todd, Todd Gurley. And it, it is what it is. And I'm rolling with Todd Gurley. I, I, I he, you know, he, he's in a bad streak. I understand that. They're stacking the box. I understand that. But I got to believe this uh, offensive coordinator – it's going to be able to get the ball in more than one way to Todd Gurley in order for him to do his thing. Um, I got another caller coming in here. Let me pick this to see what we got. Caller from the 973, welcome to the uh, master plan. State your name and tell me what you got to say. Hey, Jerry, this is Jeff. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? Good, good. You know, um, yeah, I think uh, the new coordinator in St. Louis will try to do the obvious thing and try to get the ball in the hands of his best playmaker. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, has opened things up when uh, Gurley's been playing well. It opens things up for the wide receivers. Right. Um, 
you know, so uh, that, that's my gut feeling, you know. Um, it, I'll tell you, I'm not big on uh, NFL teams changing coaches mid, during the season. I'm really not because uh, mm-hmm. they, they're really limited what, what they can do unless a guy is, is an absolute buffoon. Let him finish the season. I, I think very little comes of uh, teams changing uh, head coaches or coordinators or even assistants during the season. You, you uh, think so? Uh, because um, it seemed like for well for a short time, uh, maybe it's, it's the quality of, of the play personnel. Miami was doing a little bit, and then uh, Detroit seemed like they turned their offense around once they got a, a new offensive coordinator, coordinator in there. And it seemed like Detroit is, is trying to follow that same um, same path to get a different offensive coordinator to, to try to open up the offense and, and be a little bit more creative versus yeah, well, uh, being uh, very conservative and not being able to get their best best player um, options so he can um, help the team. What's your thoughts? I'll tell you what, what Detroit needs was uh, a defensive coordinator who knows how to coach, how to defend the Hail Mary play. <laughs> That's well, what they needed. You know, and I, 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 I talked about that too. And, it, you know, it, it's unfortunate. I, I, I don't know the, the exact statistics and a percentage, but I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. One in, one in 10 Hail Marys work out. And unfortunately Detroit was that one. Um, I'm just putting that out there because it is a very low percentage and it just ha- unfortunate that Detroit, for whatever reason, didn't defend it well and it worked out for Green Bay. Otherwise, Green Bay would have lost another game in, uh, uh, and the Detroit would have been um, um, uh, six and six, uh, five and seven instead of uh, four and eight right now. So, um, but it, I mean, it is, it is what it is. So the reason I'm saying that is that Detroit's not as bad a team since they got rid of their offensive coordinator, um, and, and uh, um, they've been playing a lot better on both sides of the ball. I think the offense has been helping the defense play better too. So, um, and that's why one of the reasons why I like Matthew Stafford in here, especially when Robert Quinn isn't playing. He's he's on the uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's on the IR. He's out he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, one of their best pass rushers for for um, St. Louis. Uh, I'm not too crazy about um, their running backs, even though I think Amir Abdul is going to be um, um, getting the ball more in, in different ways and rushing and, and passing the ball. But Theo Riddick is the passing um, uh, running back uh, who I absolutely love this week uh, against that Ram defense. I think he, he can um, uh, probably get about four or five catches, 50 yards, probably a, a touchdown. And, and quite naturally, you got to play Calvin Johnson in here. Um because uh, I don't think anybody's going to be able to uh, uh, keep up with him uh, in this Ram defense. Um, and and uh, Golden Tate's good flex, good wide receiver um, for a flex or whatever. I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, that's how I feel. And you know what? And and, and for the rest of, rest of the um, uh, season, the fantasy season, one of the better kickers and one of the hottest kickers, people don't realize it, I picked him up in our Yahoo league and I picked him up in another league or two is Matt Prater because this offense is moving the football. And even if they don't um, get into the end zone and they move it within field goal um, distance of Matt Prater, he's not that bad of a kicker and he, he uh, can rack up some fantasy points in the kicking game. Talk to me. You know, I'll tell you uh, if you have uh, lions on your roster, uh, if you're still in it next week, it gets even better because next week they're playing the saints and yep. 
you know, some NFL defenses give up, give up a lot to the passing game. Some give up a lot to the running game. The 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 Saints they just give up. I mean, that, that, that that's probably the most yeah. all around generous defense. So yep. if you got guys going against the Saints, you start them. So next week, uh, I think it's in New Orleans. They don't got to worry about the weather. They don't got to worry worry about the weather uh, uh, when Detroit plays at home either. But mm-hmm. uh, sometimes that's an issue. I'll tell you, did you know uh, talking about Gurley? You know, he was, you know, coming into the season looking like a big stud, you know, running back. But the the obvious and relevant question was his health. But he showed enough that he'll be a high uh, fantasy draft pick next season. Did you see Derrick Henry, the, the, the Heisman winner? Yes. Have yes. you seen that kid? I, yes. I felt like big saying, boy. hey, you're not playing, big, son. Take off your, your shoulder pads. I mean, big that's boy. a big kid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, and, yeah, he's a big boy. Yes, yes, sir. And ninety-nine percent of the time in life, I encourage people to stay in school. But if I was close with a young man who was a star running back in college after three seasons, I would say it's not worth risking millions of dollars, you know, on a on a knee injury or whatever. Right. You could right. always go back and finish your degree in the off season. And believe right. me, uh I, I, if I, especially Derrick Henry, I was like, uh, you feel like carrying the ball 45 times a game (laughs) every game Mm -hmm. next year, uh, which, you know, that, that Saban is a piece of work. Uh, he, he did get some criticism about that and Saban doesn't like that, but you know, these college teams have good depth. That's a lot of carries 45. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. That's that's crazy. That's but crazy. he's still flesh and blood. Yeah, right? I'm surprised yeah. they don't have a rule about it. That's a lot of darn carries. Crazy. And yeah, they, they run, can you blame a kid like drops. that for leaving school? You can't blame a kid like that for leaving school. So uh, I'm Not pretty sure, all. you know, this kid's going to, you know, shine up his Heisman real nice and be like, oh, I'm still a Vista, baby, <laughs> you know, and I don't blame him. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, giving, uh, and this is a season for giving, uh, and that was the next game that we're going to talk about, was the New Orleans Saints visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I know uh, Drew Brees balled out. They almost beat the uh, the uh, uh, Carolina Panthers last week. Okay, but that was in, in New Orleans. It's a whole different animal when New Orleans goes on the road, and especially goes on the road against a division rival outside. Uh, and that's where they're going when they visit uh, Tampa Bay and a hot Tampa Bay team. Uh, I think Drew Brees is a, is, a, is a quarterback you have to play. Uh, he's Drew Brees. Uh, you expect a couple touchdowns from him. Uh, but I would say temper your expectations because you never know what you're going to get from Drew Brees on the road, uh, especially get outside against a division rival. Um, it seems like uh, for the last few years uh, when they've gone to Tampa Bay, uh, they have a tendency to throw in a clunker. Even when Tampa Bay was as absolutely one of the worst teams in the league, it seems like they rise up and play their division rival. And I've always said, when it comes to division rivals, um, throw everything out the window, records and everything. Throw it out the window because you never know what you're going to get because it's a whole different animal. And when Drew Brees goes on the road outside against a division rival like Tampa Bay, um, I'm saying that you, you got to play him because he's Drew Brees. Um, but uh, don't be surprised if he throws in a clunker because it, it can very well happen. Uh, 
Uh, they lost their starting running back in Mark Ingram. They're going to do a committee type with uh, Tim Hightower and C.J. Spiller. Some people are jumping on the C.J. Spiller wagon. Tim Hightower, I think, hasn't been in the league for a couple of years. You know what? Uh, for some reason, and it's just a gut feeling. I'm not. I've never been a C.J. Spiller fan for the simple fact that I don't. I think he's a, a Reggie Bush type. That he just he's got all the potential in the world. Well, that potential's got him a what? Uh, um, uh, nothing really, in my opinion. Uh, just just the same moniker potential. Just like a Percy Harvin, got all the, all ability in the world, but if you can't stay healthy, uh, that ability ability does you nothing. And I think uh, I got a gut feeling that Tim Hightower is the, even though he's been out of the league, is a better play than C.J. Spiller. I'm not saying for you to play him, but I think he's the one that you want from that running back um, uh, um, on this team. It's Tim Hightower. He's probably more durable, even though he's been out of the league for a few years, uh, than C.J. Spiller. But I wouldn't count on him this week. Um, You may want to stash him because all this took place this past week and we want to stash him. Uh, uh, quite naturally, you should probably have a better options um, in the running back position and, and see what, what how they use these two running backs and see what happens. Uh, hopefully, you can get past this week um, in the running back um, um, category and you may be able to use him in a flex or something like that next week. But that he's a, just a simple stash. Um Brandon Cooks is coming back. Supposedly he didn't have a a, um, a concussion. Uh, uh, he's been hot. The combination of Breeze and Cooks has been hot. I would have to think that it can continue in this. Um, and and you would have you definitely have to play him. I wouldn't sit Brandon Cooks if if my life depends on it. Let's say you got a hell of a lot better options. Uh, Willie Sneed, who's been uh, a lost man uh, for the last few weeks, like two or three weeks at least, either with an injury or just um, not getting any of the targets. Uh, I think he's more healthier than he's ever been in, in the last, was probably within the last month. Um, he's a, oh man, I can't, I, I couldn't even even think about playing him. That uh, I wouldn't trust him against, against uh, um, too much at stake here. On the other side, Jameis Winston. Um, if you have Matt Ryan, if you have Philip Rivers, and I t- said this to, to a few people. Um, if you have these two, those two guys, um, I, I sit him in a heartbeat. I know Philip Rivers, I saw a report this morning, Philip Rivers is dealing with the flu, a case of the flu. So I don't know how, how well he's going to play if he plays at all. Um, um, or he, he gives it a go and all of a sudden he sits because he can't take it because of flu, flu symptoms or flu, I should say, not the flu symptoms, oh. the flu. Um, so I have no reservations in taking Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers out of the lineup and putting a hot Jameis Winston who's playing at home against the New Orleans Saints, who are one of the worst defenses in defending against the quarterback position uh, for your fantasy round one playoff quarterback position. Uh, Doug Martin, this is you're going against New Orleans. Jeff told you this is this is a team that gives. This is a team that gives. Holiday gives spirit, you, man. Yes, gives gives. So you play, if you if you you play Doug Martin and 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 go to if you feel like taking a nap during the day when this game that's going on, feel confident, have nice dreams because Doug Martin should be able to run all over the New Orleans Saints at home. 
I, Mike Evans, I love Mike Evans here. They're gonna, they're gonna torture. They're, they're, they play no defense, even when they, just like Jeff said, hate firing coaches during during the season. They fired Rob Ryan, hasn't changed. They're still they're still as bad as they were when Rob Ryan was there. Hasn't changed. Um, I like Austin Severian Jenkins also. Now I'm gonna ask Jeff because I just had I had a caller in about maybe 15 minutes ago, 15 20 minutes ago, that asked me this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, um, table this to you. Um, Austin Severian Jenkins or Gary Barnage this week? You know. That's tough because Barnage is a little banged up, but you know Safarian Jenkins is coming off a uh, a, a bit of a layoff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, getting back to, to Spiller, you know he, he did have some glimpses. He had a 1,200-yard season in Buffalo, but that was in 2012. Yeah. Um But he he he's never been able to to approach that again. Uh, but hold, hold on, I'm going to check one of my sites. I think. Uh, Safarian Jenkins. Well, you know, the like I said, you know, the Saints they they're in the giving spirit, and they, mm-hmm. there are about five NFL teams that give up a lot of points to uh, tight ends. The Saints mm-hmm. are one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you though, uh, Safarian Jenkins, I'm not big on. I you know, I think he's what they call right. a hundred percenter. He's one of these guys. He only wants to play and can only play well if he's at a hundred percent. Well. Football isn't like that. And you know what? Right. Life isn't like that. I don't know who right. you feel 100%. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not a pro ball player, but if I only went to a job when I felt like 100%, I'd be canned by the end of the second week. <laughs> you know? And, and yep. it, I, you know, it's funny. They used to say that. And the thing is, I don't like to hang that label on guys because I, I, I don't know them. I, I'm not inside their body, whatever. But, I mean, you know, if you got, you know, uh, ACL or concussion, okay, you can't go. But part of being a pro athlete is, you know, playing when you're less than 100%. It's, and it's part of life, too. And, uh, you know, Safarian Jenkins got, you know, he's rated high going into the season, got an early injury and took a long time to come back from it. And, and as much as any fantasy position except team defense, tight end is very much about matchup. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it, you there's know, only a few of them that are matchup proof. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, there's only a handful of those kind of guys. Kobe Fleener, right. I think, is a good uh, matchup play this week because uh, the Jaguars give up a lot to tight ends. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting back to Safarian Jenkins, I, I think I might give him a slight nod over uh, over Barnage. Uh, really? I mean, Barnage plays at one. Uh, it's Vernon Jenkins plays at one because let's say if Barnage can't go, um, right. you know it would be a problem if it was a later game. Uh, you know, got to give a lot of props to Barnage because you don't hear too much, you know, at, at skill positions about guys who are in the league mostly as backup and blocker for eight years and then have a bust out year. And hey, good for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you got to give him credit. And uh, the on the other side against tough matchups is uh, Gates. Antonio Gates, you know, the uh, many-time Pro Bowl uh, tight end yep. in San Diego, is facing yep. a, a, a Chiefs defense that's tough on tight ends. But, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the Chargers look like a mash unit. It's like they got the powder blue flu. I mean, it's like everybody's mm-hmm. banged up or sick. Now, Rivers, you know, um, 
I'll tell you, these, these Southern boys are tough. You know, he doesn't miss games. I mean, the one time it was a playoff game, he tears his knee. He finished the game. Um, so, and I think, I'm not sure exactly what they're allowed to do, but if he does have the flu, they could give him IVs and all that stuff. You know, they they mm-hmm. could do a lot to to get him ready to go. Um, so, I mean, because besides Gates, he's, he's throwing to Larry Moe and Curley. I guess, you know, they could get Woodhead back in the mix because he hasn't been a big part of the offense in recent weeks. I think they're trying to get uh, Melvin Gordon more into it. Um, I think they might even go with some uh, double tight ends with uh, uh, Ladarius Green, I think. Uh, so, uh, uh, Gates is an interesting start this week. Uh, uh uh, well, speaking of speaking of powder blue or close to powder blue, uh, Tennessee Titans go up against uh, and visit uh, MetLife Stadium, 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 uh, and the New York Jets. Um, Kendall Wright's not going to play. He's out with with a uh, um, case of the ribs. Um, it, I mean, a ribs injury. I should ribs injury. I should. Darrell Darrell Revis is coming back, um, and um, uh, you know. What I do like, and, and I know that the Jets uh, play the quarterback position relatively well. They're 17th in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position, third against the running back, and, and 24th against the wide receiver. Even with Darrell Revis, they can uh, be, be passed on. Um, they're very good at defending the tight end position, and that falls into the line of uh, Delaney Walker, uh, who's been uh, absolutely, um, I think over the last two or three weeks, has uh, scored the most fantasy points of any uh, of any tight end, and that's you know even above uh, Greg Olson. So um, I would have to say that the uh, young quarterback's best friend, and I've always said this, is a tight end, and uh, you got to play uh, Delaney Walker um, because he's going to be one of the options that um, Marcus Mariota is going to have in the um, passing game. Uh, since uh, um, Kendall Wright's not playing. Uh, Dorial Green Beckham is the really the I guess go-to guy, and probably the guy that uh, Darrell Revis, with all his experience, is going up against a rookie and an inexperienced and raw um, uh, uh, rookie. And Darrell uh, uh, Green Beckham is going to have the Revis experience, uh, and it probably won't work out well. Um, uh, it'd be very tough for me to play uh, any other passing option in the um, for the um, Tennessee Titans. Uh, I, I, I do see that the uh, Titans get into the end zone at least once to know who's going to do it. Would be the better bet would be uh, I would think would be the um, tight end in uh, Delaney Walker versus uh, a wide receiver. I know that. They're, the Jets are worse against the wide receiver than they are against a tight end, but because of the skill set and the, um, I, I, I like the tight end better than I like the wide receiver. And on the other side of the ball, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you could probably ride Ryan Fitzpatrick for the rest of the playoffs if you are hurting for a, a quarterback. He's got one of the best schedules going on, uh, especially against this this uh, um Tennessee Titans, who are 26th in preventing fantasy points against the uh, um, uh, quarterback position, uh, they're, they're fifth in running back. So below Powell and Chris Ivory may have a tougher go at it. 
but they are also 21st in preventing uh, 21st and 24th in preventing fantasy points against a wide receiver and tight end position. Um, the Jets don't have a real strong tight end, but they have one hell of a combo in uh, Eric Decker and uh, Brandon Marshall. Um, these guys have been balling out, um, scoring a, probably scoring a touchdown a week uh, um, and, and close to at least 50, 60 yards, if not more, uh, from these guys with a, with a touchdown and plenty of catches. Uh, that's contributing to the success of Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you got to play Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, against the Tennessee Titans uh, at home. Um, I see him throwing a couple touchdown passes at least to Decker and Marshall without a doubt. And with those guys getting um, – Decker probably getting 70, 80 yards. Um, Brandon Marshall probably hitting the century mark. Uh, and they're Randy Bullock because they'll be able to move the football. And even if they don't score touchdowns, I think they'll be able to get the football close enough for Randy Bullock uh, to kick some field goals. Talk to me, Jeff. Yeah. Um, I mean, Delaney Walker's been playing so well, he's hard to sit, and you probably don't have better options. Now, he, you know, he got off to somewhat of a slow start. And sometimes, depending on the league, if you're a PPR league and you use a flex and can start a tight end as a flex, for some leagues you can start uh, two tight ends, uh, which, you know, sometimes yep. I do, depending yep. on who I have. And that, that's, you know, it's usually it's not the best, you know, lineup, you know, but sometimes it might be my best lineup that week, so I don't rule it out. So uh, that's a good way to go sometimes. Uh, uh, listen, I, I got to go. Uh, okay. I don't know if I'll be able to call in on Thursday. I might be calling from the road. So Don't worry uh, about it, Jeff. You, th- th- you, you you do you, man. Yeah, yeah. So for everyone in the playoffs, you know, uh, <laughs> best of luck. You know, Same to you. And, and whatever. And, uh, oh, I heard uh, this that uh, I think uh, Revis is uh, most likely to play uh, coming yep. back from a concussion. So that's good news for yep. him. And, yep, yep. For uh, the Jets defense. So, uh, yep. All righty. Well, take care, my friend. You I'll do the same. All right. Take bye-bye. care. All right. That was Jeff. He was a he's a co-host on the uh, FSP Crew Show, uh, joining me uh, briefly for um, a, a stint on the Master Plan. Always a pleasure to talk to my friend Jeff. Uh, he knows a lot about fantasy. He's a very experienced fantasy player, and I always like to get his input when possible. All right. Let's move on to a hell of a matchup. A lot of fantasy implications, a lot of players that are on rosters that are crucial to winning and losing on fantasy this week is the matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Hell of a lot of fantasy relevant players on these teams. Let's go to the uh, Andy Dalton-led Bengals first. Well, let me put it like this. Um, I had a choice earlier. Caller called in and asked me, do I play Andy Dalton or do I play Russell Wilson? Well, Andy Dalton is playing a division rival, okay, Um, uh, at home. And you know, even though he's been playing well the last few weeks, even though he played well uh, earlier in the year and then he went through a low, that Andy Dalton can be highly inconsistent and throwing a clunker, especially against a division rival, an important game uh, as today. 
And then the other other uh, option was Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been balling out, uh, going up against a lot easier defense, even though the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are 27th in preventing fantasy points in the wide receiver position and 24th in the uh, quarterback position. I would rather go with Russell Wilson than Andy Dalton. But I had no problem from anyone who wants to play Andy Dalton in, in this in this um, matchup. But given the choice that the, the caller that previously called me and gave me two choices, Andy Dalton and Russell Wilson, I went with Russell Wilson. And to me, that was a no-brainer. So what I'm saying is this. In this matchup, if you have Andy Dalton, I would play him, okay? Um, if, you, if you don't have a choice like Russell Wilson or Andy Dalton, then I would play Andy Dalton. Um, I don't I, – to tell you the truth, I wouldn't I, – I would be have reservations of play, about playing the running back. The running back I would play is probably the uh, uh, Jeremy Hill. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, it seems like uh, he had his day, his 15 minutes of fame in the sun, and, and it's gone now, and it seems like they're leaning heavily more on Jeremy Hill. And I, I, I'm thinking Jeremy Hill will get the goal line touches and, and probably more yardage than Giovanni Bernard. A.J. Green is an absolutely must play here. You don't even think about it. You go to sleep, you go take a nap, you go whatever, and, and, and just put him in the lineup and have no problem doing that. Tyler Eifert the same way. This team, this team uh, I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, are in the bottom quarter. Bottom quarter in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end position. So in the passing game, Pittsburgh is, is their weakest. In the running game, they're number two. In the passing game, quarterback, 24. Run, uh, wide receiver, 27. Tight end, 25, in preventing fantasy points against those positions. So uh, I would say in the aerial game is where they're going to prosper, meaning the Cincinnati Bengals, and that's why you play Eifert, and A.J. Green, who are the main targets. Um, in in uh, Pittsburgh, come on. You got to play Big Ben. There's no two ways about it. Big Ben is 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 a, is, is a – you got to play him. Antonio Brown is a no-brainer. I would say that Martavius Bryant and Heath Miller are no-brainers. Wild card, Marcus Wheaton. Um, and he's definitely a wild card. In that, in that, uh, that uh, would would uh, make it that much better. Um, all right, let me uh, let me take a break real quick, and I'll, I'll be right back uh, in a minute. Let me take a break real quick. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to take a break right now. Um, we'll co- we'll continue on. You played De- D'Angelo Williams. You played D'Angelo Williams. You t- play Antonio Brown. You play Martavis Bryant. Uh, Marcus Wheaton is a wild card, and I couldn't trust him this week. He's about the fourth option. Heath Miller is back, so I'm saying Marcus Wheaton may uh, take a real backseat uh, this week. Um. So you, you can't play, but all these other options you play, and and, uh, and playing with confidence, in my opinion, you're playing because I think this is going to be a shootout. 
I really do believe this is going to be a shootout. I think uh, both teams will be able to move the ball on each other and, and score some points. Uh, and that would be that would help every, each and every one of you that are um, um, have whatever players on your roster uh, that has to do with this game. All right, let's move on to a um, Colts and the Jaguars. Let's move on to the Colts and the Jaguars. And Matt Hasselbeck is, is a little beat up, but he's going to play. Um, I know that they're playing in Jacksonville. Blake Bortles has been balling out. He's another one of these guys. Matt Ryan hasn't been playing well for you. Uh, Phillip Rivers hasn't been playing well for you. Um, this is a week that you can definitely put in um, Blake Bortles going up against it. Uh, uh, defense in Indianapolis that's 28th against quarterback and 30th against the wide receiver position in defending that position and 24th in the running back. So, and uh, Jacksonville isn't that much better. So am I expecting a lot of points in this? Absolutely. Am I expecting a lot of fantasy goodness for uh, 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 certain players? Absolutely. I'm thinking Matt Hasselbeck, believe it or not, 40-year-old Matt Hasselbeck is going to throw a couple touchdown passes in there. He's another one you can throw in there. If you're, you're hurting or for some reason that you can't get a um, a um, decent quarterback, you can throw Matt Hasselbeck in there. I, I think I have him in one lineup, um, at least one lineup, that uh, he, he'll be able to get the ball to T.Y. Hilton and Mont- Dante Moncrief and, and also Kobe Fleener. Um, I think they'll be able to move the football. Uh, Frank Gore, and maybe just in double digits. I don't even think Frank Gore gets in the end zone. I think these other guys, especially T.Y. Hilton and Kobe Fleener, and it could possibly be uh, Dante Moncrief, but there's this going to be at least a couple touchdown passes that uh, Matt Hasselback throws. Blake Bortles loves throwing to this combination. They've got the most yardage. I mean, Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson than any wide receiver combo in the league. And I think it's going to continue here against a uh, uh, defense that is one of the worst in the league in defending the wide receiver and quarterback position. So do I like uh, Blake Bortles? Absolutely. Put him in your lineup. Do I like Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson? Um, <laughs> who gets 100 yards in here? They're going to get about five or six, seven catches each. Um, they're probably going to both get into the end zone. I would, I would, I would almost guarantee you that. But who gets the most yardage? I probably, they probably have a competition uh, uh, each week on who gets the most yardage thrown to them uh, from Blake Bortles, because uh, I, 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 I can see it happening. And quite naturally, he's healthy. He's finally doing his thing. He's finally playing better than he played earlier in the season uh, after he came back from injury. I'm talking about Julius Thomas. He's incorporated into this offense too. Um, and they should play well. Uh, all right, let's move on. And the weather is, is uh, not going to be an issue. Like I said, not going to be an issue. Let's move on to the uh, Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, okay, Chargers and the Chiefs. Now, the last time the Chiefs and the Chargers met in San Diego, um, Antonio Gates was screaming at Philip Rivers uh, for not getting the ball or for his, his, his aptitude in, 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 in the passing game and, and not being able to get the ball to Antonio Gates for one. 
Well, uh, believe it or not, I know you believe it because you've been playing fantasy. and You know uh, Kansas City is uh, number one in preventing fantasy points against the uh, tight end position. Um, if you don't have any better options, you play Antonio Gates, but you'd better temper your expectations because I, he. What, what's going to change? Geography, that's all, from San Diego to Kansas City, and it's supposed to be rainy in, in Kansas City this week. Um, that's one of the inclement um, places that's going to happen, and that's in Kansas City. Um, so he'd be a tough play for me. Uh, if you don't have a better option, then you got to play him. But um, do not expect a lot from Antonio Gates against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. And, and against any of these any of these guys uh, against Kansas City. Uh, Phillip Rivers, like I told you, is, is battling the flu. Um, he's more likely he's going to play, but you don't know how effective he's going to be. Uh, even when he's healthy, he hasn't been that effective the last few weeks. This team, this 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 offense has been inept, and I can't think of a, um, a worse scenario for San Diego to come into is uh, Kansas City, one of the heated rivals in the AFC West, and and play when their quarterback is under the weather and hasn't been playing well, and the offense hasn't been able to move the football and score points. So I, I really can't suggest anybody from the San Diego Chargers because uh, I don't think uh, any of them you – ne- you don't know who's going to be fantasy relevant, and, and I wouldn't even, even – um, um, say because uh, I, I can't say to anyone with confidence. Uh, on the other side, uh, Spencer Ware or Shakandrick West. Um, this is one of the worst run defenses in the league. Twenty eighth in preventing fantasy points to be to be approximate, and I don't think uh, um, they're going to be able to stop stop this duo. Uh, depending on who starts, they're probably going to get the majority of the carries. And if it's uh, Chikandrick West, then uh, um, I'd say he gets a trip in the end zone, but it could be Spencer Ware. I, I absolutely love Jeremy Macklin. Him and um, Alex Smith have been hot, red hot. Uh, I'm not too much on Alex Smith, but I'm definitely on Jeremy Macklin in here and also on Travis Kelsey. So you got to play both these guys uh, without any kind of um, – Reservation because these guys uh, should be able to ball out um, because they're rolling and they're playing at home uh, and that uh, against a team that's just playing out the string for for the most part. Even though it's a division rival, I, I do believe they're just playing out the string. All right, hit them early and hit them hard, and they'll they'll just fold, and then you can just have your way. Let's talk about the Redskins against the Bears. Um. Kirk Cousins doesn't play well on the road. Plain and simple. He doesn't play well on the road. He is uh they haven't won on the road at all. Uh they're 0 and 5 on the road. The Bears are 5 and 7. Uh they lost to the 49ers last week and and they're they're out of um and, and not completely but more than likely out of out of playoff contention. Both these teams are 5 and 7 even though the Redskins are winning, uh, leading the division five to seven in NFC East, um, and, and um, barely lost to the Cowboys. They're own five on the road. Like I said, uh, I can't play Kirk Cousins. There's no way I can play Kirk Cousins in, in in Chicago. Chicago is playing a lot better, 
and a lot um, um, better than most people think. They're in top 15 in preventing fantasy points against all the skill positions. Uh, top four in the tight end. Uh, I mean, yeah, top four to fourth. Um, so, who do I? Who do you play? Uh, Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Reed. Those are the two main targets. Kurt, Kurt uh, um, Cousins throws to. That's the only two options that I can see playing um, in uh, Washington. On the other side, um, I like Jay Cutler in this game. Uh, believe it or not, I like Jay Cutler in this game. Um, he's going to be throwing the ball to Alshon Jeffrey and welcome back Eddie Royal. Now, I just picked up Eddie Royal, and, and I'm just going to see how he's going to be used because he's coming off a knee injury, and he's been out for a little bit. Um, hopefully hopefully uh, uh, he'll 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 uh, get incorporated in the offense and play well. Um, I may, he may have a spot on my um, starting lineup if I can get past this week in the playoffs. Zach Miller is the is the tight end, even though he's dealing with a rib issue. Um, Martellus Bennett. The starting tight end is on uh, IR now. He's got done for the season, so it's a Zach Miller show. Jake Cutler likes throwing to the tight end, among other targets, like Ashawn Jeffrey. You got to play him. Uh, Matt Forte, you got to play him. Uh, and in a flex position, uh, I, I really like Jeremy Lank- Lankford in, in the flex position this week. I really like him in the flex position. Um, Washington defends um, is middle of the pack in defending the um, – running back position, and, and so um, I really like Jeremy Lankford in the um, um, flex position this week. And the uh, uh, it's going to be overcast in the high 50s, um, perfect football weather. I'm telling you, like I said, for the most part, there's only two venues that are, are going to be um, inclement weather, and that's in, in uh, Kansas City and in Green Bay. Otherwise, um, it's great football weather, weather quite naturally. If you're inside the dome, you don't have to worry about that. But if you're playing outside across the country, it's great football weather. All right, let's move on to the uh, Falcons and the um, Panthers. And, and this is a um, play for pride game with the uh, um, Falcons. Um, and, and hopefully they're trying to break the, break the uh, winning streak of the um, um Carolina Panthers hated division rivals. These two teams do not like each other at all. Um, even if if Carolina, who's I mean Carolina, who's twelve and zero, and the Falcons were six and six, even both these teams, like last year when they had losing records, they do not like each other. So, like I said earlier, throw the records out. Throw the records out. You're thinking about. Um, these two teams and how they play each other, they're division rivals in every sense of the word. So what I'm saying is this. I wouldn't play Matt Ryan. Not against this defense. No way. No how. Not me. Uh, He hasn't been playing well, and I can't see him playing well in in Carolina against uh, uh, one of their division uh, rivals. Um, Carolina is seventh in preventing fantasy points against um, the quarterback position. And Matt Ryan has been playing like hot garbage, so don't play him. Uh, I do like Devontae Freeman. Um, the, one, one of the things I think they can do against this Carolina defense is run the football, and Devontae Freeman is used in the run and pass game. I think he's going to do do better in, in catching the ball out of the backfield than he does running it 
And so I, I like him. Um, the other guy I like a, a, a small, small amount uh, would be the uh, Julio Jones. Um, but I don't like him a lot because he's going against Josh Norman, one of the best shutdown corners in the league. And he shut down some of the best. And Julio and Matt haven't been really hooking up that much. And uh, um, I don't see it uh, happening here. He's only scored twice in the last nine games. And uh, um, he's, he's more likely to catch about about seven or eight catches um, and close to 100 yards. So he's not going to have a monster game, but he's going to have a decent PPR game. Um, and, and so you got to play Julio. Let me put it that way. Uh, the only other guy that has a shot here is their field goal kicker. Uh, Matt Bryant's not there, so it's Shane Graham. I think they'll be able to move the football, but maybe not score a lot of points, especially touchdowns, and um, be able to kick uh, a few field goals. And quite naturally, I, I think on the other side, you play Cam Newton, you play Jonathan Stewart. That I think they're going to be um, doing well. Jonathan Stewart's got the best, the best schedule for a running back in fantasy. So if you've you've acquired Jonathan Stewart, it took my advice when I've talked about him weeks ago about picking up Jonathan Stewart. Um, then you're going to be reaping the rewards in the fantasy playoffs in that one running back position because he's got the best schedule for a running back in fantasy. Um, and it, quite naturally, you play um, Greg Olson. That's a no-brainer. He's the uh, uh, really the number one option for uh, Cam Newton, and he's he's a matchup. He's mat, in my opinion, he's matchup proof. Let me put it that way. The only way they stopped each other is they stop each other. I mean, the only way they stopped is they stop each other. I should say it like that. Uh, and I, I like I like their kicker because I I think they're going to be able to move the football on Atlanta. And if they don't get to, uh, to score touchdowns, they absolutely get a chance to to have Graham Gano kick a field goal, um, without a doubt. All right, let's move on to the next game. We got about uh, seven minutes left and five games left, which is we're running through these things and uh, we're doing pretty well here. All right, let's move on to the Seahawks versus the Ravens. We had talked about this game earlier uh, a couple times with a couple different people. Uh, Jeff and then the caller from um, my Jersey guy, the caller from uh, uh, talking about the the two choices in in quarterback, one of them being Russell Wilson. Uh, And it's a no brainer to me. Uh, I I, I absolutely love Russell Wilson in this. this, um, um, I I think he goes off in here, throws for a couple touchdowns, uh, one being to Tyler Lockett, the other one being to Doug Baldwin, uh, who's been red hot. Um, So you got to play either one of these. Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin is a wide receiver too, with one receiver, one upside. Absolutely, uh, Tyler Lockett can be absolutely put into the um, flex position, and because uh, Russell Wilson, Baltimore is the 29th in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position, so they can be passed on with no problem. So. That and the combination of Thomas Rawls running the football, which you're definitely going to put in. He's been beasting out, even though he's not beast mode. He's been beasting out. He He's in the pass game. He's in the run game. He can do it for both of you. So 
You play Thomas Rawls without a shadow of doubt. Now, on the other side, who are you going to play in Baltimore? Matt, uh, Jimmy Clausen is going to play. Matt Schaub isn't going to play. You're not going to play a quarterback from here. Um, good luck playing the running back from here. Seattle defense has been balling out of late. They're number one in preventing fantasy points against the running back position, and number three in doing the same thing in preventing fantasy points against the running, uh, wide receiver and quarterback position. Their weakness all year, all year, has been preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. And the Baltimore Ravens do not have prolific, uh, do not have a prolific tight end. They mix it up between Max Williams and Crockett Gilmore. So I can't suggest other than maybe Javoris Allen, if you have no other choice, and maybe put him in the flex because he also included in the passing game. Um, that's the only one. And the only reason I say in the flex, and it's in the PPR, it's Javoris Allen. Otherwise than that, stay away from any um, uh, Baltimore Raven. All right, let's move on to a, another matchup, which would be the Raiders versus the Broncos. And, and that would be um, – Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. What to do with these guys? Well, Denver is number one in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback and wide receiver position. So Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, and Michael Crabtree, on paper, doesn't look like they're going to have a good day. And I have to agree. They got... Denver has one of the best um, defensive backfields in football, along with a very good pass rush. Um, I, I, I could not in all good conscience recommend you playing either one of these guys. You probably have to. Um, if you don't have any better options, um, I would definitely put them in the flex, but I, I would um, temper my expectations that these guys will be able to d- produce um, viable fantasy numbers because of uh, who they're playing against. Um, on the other side, I would have to play uh, um, Ronnie Hillman. Okay, unfortunately, he's going up against me in one of my fantasy matchups. Um, but Ronnie Hillman looks like the one. C.J. Anderson, I think, is too banged up. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders would be a good um, flex position. Um, he more than likely would get a, uh, maybe double digits, low end double digits. Uh, Demarius Thomas is the main main um, main target here. I see him take, getting a trip into the end zone, but uh, uh, um, that's how I see that. Let's move on to the next uh, matchup. Would be the uh, Packers and the Cowboys. This is another question that that was posed on me. Do I play Darren Williams? Darren Williams. Do I play Darren McFadden? Uh, uh, Spencer Ware, or do I play um, Todd Gurley? You know, um, I, I, I had suggested Todd Gurley because I think that he's the better of the three talents. Um, Spencer Ware may be the better matchup. Um, I, I'd rather go with the talent versus the matchup. I know that's 
probably going against the grain, but uh, it is what I think. It's my my thoughts, and definitely, if you you've been playing Darren McFadden, he hadn't he had. I don't think he gets into the end zone. Um, he he had did the last last week was the first time he had scored in a while, um, and uh, the uh, Green Bay is twelfth. Um, they're in the top 15 in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. So um, if you don't have any better options, you're playing, but you don't expect a lot from Darren, Darren, Darren McFadden. You got Matt Castle here. So any of these offensive options that the uh, Cowboys are play, playing with um, are, are weak at best. You play Des Bryant. You got to play Des Bryant. He's a stud on this team. He's the best player on this team. And you got to play him and hope for the best. Uh, but I, um, against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field, I wouldn't expect that much. Um, and and the weather, like I said, the weather is going to be uh, rainy there. So uh, expect a lot of running from that uh, game. All right, let's move on to the Patriots versus the Texans. Um, Tom. Tom Brady has been dealing with a lot of issues uh, in the um, offensive skill skill players. You got to play Tom Brady because he's going to put the ball up quite a bit. And uh, uh, I would think that Tom Brady would be able to um, be effective here. It's going to be thrown to Danny Amendola. Now, understand that the Rob Gronkowski is questionable. He traveled with the team, so there's a possibility that he may play. So you got to play extreme attention to – What's going to happen? He may play if he's ready, if he if they think he can give it a go. Um, but you never know how much he's going to play. He may try it, and, and, and uh, it, it won't work out, and you only get, what, a quarter from him with that. So understand that. Um, you know who I like in here against the Texans, and they have problems with uh, uh, running backs that catch the ball out of the backfield, is uh, James White. I think James White is the uh, uh, going to be a factor here, along with their tight end, who quite naturally Tom Brady likes throwing to, and that's Scott Chandler. Um, Guskowski, they're going to be moving the football. They'll be able to get into uh, field goal range. So Steve Guskowski is the option. I know he's, he's not sitting on a waiver wire. There's no way he's sitting on a waiver wire. On the Houston side, Houston's not a running team anymore. They're a throwing team. So uh, Brian Hoyer, his average is about 250 yards, two touchdowns a game. I like him in this one, too. If you're hurting for a quarterback or you're in a two-quarterback league, he's a definitely a good option here. Quite naturally, he played DeAndre Hopkins in this one, and that's about the only option I see here. Uh, let's move on to the last and final game, which is on Monday night, the Giants versus the Dolphins. Um, and uh, a, this is the last-ditch effort for those who are playing in the playoffs to have somebody on this team to uh, hopefully pull a win out or um, or go into this game comfortably and just add pile on to whatever is happening in your fantasy matchups. Uh, I would play Eli Manning in here because the fact is that uh, the Miami Dolphins, for all intents and purposes, are really not um, playing for anything. They are 5-7 and seven, uh, along with the Giants. They're two or three at home. The Giants are two and four away. Um, 
Giants are scrambling for their playoff life. They still have a chance to take the division, believe it or not. So this is a must-win for the Giants. Um, I like uh, um, Odell Beckham and Will Ty. That's it, along with Eli Manning. These other guys, you never know what you're going to get. Um, they can show up or not show up. On the other end, I like Ryan Tannehill. Giants are 29th, 26th. 18th and 29th in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end position. So I like Ryan Tannehill. I like Lamar Miller. I like Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker um, because Rashard Matthews is not playing this week. Those guys should be able to ball out and and rack up some fantasy points. All right. Um, Pick up Eddie Royal um, because I think – if you're, if you're able to get past this week, Eddie Royal will be fantasy relevant going forward. Um, some of the players, in the, not players, but some of the teams that um, have a, a favorable schedule going forward uh, in the fantasy, and, and there's this, this, this players out there that still be, be um, uh, viable pickups, um, such as, like I said, Eddie Royal. And, and and I'm I'm liking Eddie Royal um going forward is that the Chicago um is going to be going up against Tampa Bay and uh um Detroit. Now think about this. They're at Minnesota next week, um and they may not be able with, with their um starting defensive backfield um next week. And then they're at Tampa Bay and at Detroit. I like Chicago uh and Eddie Royal. Um, and I, I, as we go on, uh, I, I'll, I'll be talking more about that. All right, we come to the end of the show. I appreciate you you, you um, listening for all the time you you, you spend here. Um, go enjoy your your fine Sunday afternoon, whether it's watching football games, whether you're out and about with your family, or your significant other, or or, or whatever you're doing for the rest of the day. Enjoy it. Hopefully uh, I've helped you um, pick your lineup or in the past helped you pick players to get you to the playoffs. Now get you to some playoff wins. Um, Keep safe uh, and enjoy, uh, and, and enjoy the weekend and win.